December 12. Our narrative in the New Testament today will be from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 7 through 22. Each of these messages to the churches ends with a promise to the overcomers. Now, these overcomers are not an elite group in the church, but true believers who have trusted Christ. No matter how unspiritual an assembly may become, Christ will always honor those who belong to Him if they are faithful to His Word. The promises to the overcomers follow Old Testament history, from the Garden of Eden to the Kingdom Throne. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. December 12, Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 22. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. This is the message from the one who is holy and true. He is the one who has the key of David. He opens doors, and no one can shut them. He shuts doors, and no one can open them. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can shut. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan, those liars who say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the ones I love. Because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. Look, I am coming quickly. Hold on to what you have, so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God, and they will never have to leave it. And I will write my God's name on them, and they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from my God, and they will have my new name inscribed upon them. Anyone who is willing to hear should listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich, and also buy white garments, so you will not be shamed by your nakedness, and buy ointment for your eyes, so you will be able to see. I am the one who corrects and disciplines everyone I love. Be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, here I stand at the door and knock. If you hear me calling and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal as friends. I will invite everyone who is victorious to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. 
Anyone who is willing to hear should listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I know that many of you are going through the greatest trial of your lifetime. Some of you are facing a crisis in your health that's life-threatening. Your faith is under fire. Some of you are in the midst of a business or financial crisis that's going to determine your financial destiny for the rest of your life. Your faith is under fire. Some of you are in a severe marital storm. Some have grown children and grandchildren whose hearts and lives have been broken because of divorce. Your faith as a family is under fire. Some are about to make personal decisions that will affect your life for the rest of your life. Your faith is under fire. The Bible is a book of fire. The Bible says our God is a consuming fire. When you go to the fire, God does not send someone. He shows up himself. He shows up himself a mighty deliverer. Because God's delays are not God's denials. Because God doesn't answer instantly, doesn't mean he's not going to answer. He's waiting for persistence to overcome resistance. He's trying to develop in you the character of endurance. For those who endure to the end, the same shall be saved. The resistance of water is necessary for ships to float. The resistance of air is necessary for a plane to fly. The resistance of gravity is necessary for you to walk. God puts you through a struggle to develop you into who you're going to be in the kingdom of God. God used no one in the Bible until he put them through the university of adversity before he allowed them to be a leader in the kingdom of God. You will have your adversity. You will reach the other side. But God is going to make a champion of grace out of every one of you. Where do you go when the storms of life are greater than what you can endure? When the storms are great, when the wind and the waves are crushing your dream, where do you go? You go to the one whom winds and waves obey. His name is Jesus. He rides on the wings of the storm. He holds the seven seas in the palms of his hand. He the stars by name. He measures the heavens with a span of his hand. He is the rock of our salvation. He is the cornerstone precious and elect in Zion. He is the shelter in the time of the storm. He is my high tower, my fortress, and my deliverer in the time of battle. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Shalom. He's the light of the world that has crushed the head of Satan. And Satan is a defeated foe. Go to the one who is the great physician who heals when all other physicians fail. When you think you can't take another step, 
when you think you can't live another day go to the glory and the lifter of your head go to the rock of our salvation Jesus Christ the son of the living God all hail the power of Jesus name let angels prostrate fall bring forth the royal diamond and crown him Lord of all give him praise and glory in the house of God Psalm 131, verses 1 through 3. Most children naturally resist weaning because they want to continue enjoying the special attention of mother and the security it brings. Children do not realize that the traumatic experience of weaning is the first step toward maturity and freedom. From birth to death, life is a series of weanings, isn't it? And God never takes anything from you without giving you something better. You may weep and try to hold on to the past, but God tenderly leads you toward the future. Weaned children discover who they are and what they can do. They have quiet hearts and do not desire to go back to babyhood. They live for the future and watch for the special things that come to children growing up. They learn to obey. For only then can they fully experience all that the Father has for them. As you mature in the Lord, you must put away childish things. When God weans you away from something, do not fret. He has something better to take its place. Psalm 131, verses 1 through 3. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. A Psalm of David Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or awesome for me. But I have stilled and quieted myself, just as a small child is quiet with its mother. Yes, like a small child is my soul within me. O oh, Israel, put your hope in the Lord. Now, and always. Proverbs 29, verse 23. Pride ends in humiliation, while humility brings honor 